0: No, my levels are good. And okay, there we go. Bruce, say something into your microphone. Something into my microphone. Perfect. And then we're going to do this little thingy here. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled.
1: Getting tabled. With the Bruce and the Yang.
0: Hello, future people, and you're listening to another episode of Getting Tabled with your host, uh, Bruce. Hey, that would be me. And I am one of the Yanks. Uh, It's uh, the first weekend of October. I know. It's, like, amazing. Which means it's starting to get, well, be consistently cold for me. I mean, we've already had snow once this year. And it's going to start getting, like, uh, ridiculously hot for you. It's actually quite nice today. It's, like, 20-something degrees. So, 23? based on my knowledge, that's that's uh, that's a pretty decent temperature.
1: According to Google, it's seventy-three point four degrees. In that America, sounds
0: about beautiful. Yeah. Uh, freedom height. I'm gonna I'm gonna coin that phrase from a pod, uh, not a podcast, a YouTube channel I've been watching recently. <laughs> I have heard that used before, but I don't remember where I heard it used. I, I heard it on the uh, Alex Steele Blacksmithing uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, possibly. So, um. Anyways, first weekend of October, uh, I did some painting in a, in a YouTube thing today. Actually, I did the YouTube thing last night, but I, I put it up today. So, and, what, and when I say I did some painting, I painted two sleeves, but <laughs> I was playing with something. So That's two um, more sleeves than you've been painting recently. Right? Yeah. So uh, let's jump into the news. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events.
1: all right so another fortnight more news uh now technically this first story coming out of mantic was announced when we were recording last but we chose not to cover it at the time because we were already covering something else of the same vein um mantic are releasing uh, their own version of a naval warfare game uh which rules wise is based on black sails which is a game that we've spoken about briefly in the past. Um, and not, not just bait, like, it's straight up using their rule set. Um, they've obviously licensed it for the game. Um, this has been based on their fantasy world in Kings of War. So this is coming out actually very shortly. There's a two-player starter set coming out. I don't remember the actual date, but it's only a few weeks away. I want to say it's beginning of November off the top of my head. So far, we have... Basileans and the Orcs are the initial release that will be followed by Empire of Dust and Dwarfs. So for people that are not overly familiar with the Kings of War will set, it's probably the most successful game that Mantic have right now, um, especially after Fantasy kind of died off. Um, right. There was a lot of people that jumped over to that because it has a f- similar feel to old versions of Fantasy um basileans is very much i mean it, it, it is not empire but it's a similar feel um orcs are orcs obviously Dwarfs are dwarfs. i will always have a problem with calling them dwarfs and not dwarves but that's just me um
0: calm darwin
1: tomb kings oh, sorry empire of dust are definitely not tomb kings um that's, yeah, That they, they pretty much are definitely not Tomb Kings.
0: Absolutely not.
1: Mm, definitely not. Uh, I actually own some Empire of Dust. They are quite nice models, um, the Kings of War ones, but mine are still in the box and untouched at this point because it was an army that I never got around to building. So they're mint. Sure.
0: <laughs> mint in box. <laughs> I had this
1: great grand plan of making, like, a giant... I have a Reaper Bones mini of a skeleton giant holding, I don't remember what it's supposed to be, a staff of some kind, and I was going to turn it into a scythe just because I can. Um, but no, th- this is looking really good. I mean, naval warfare games, there's a real lot of them coming now, like and all at once. This is like the third one that I've seen announced in the last couple of months, and we still have, I mean, they're all coming from different, obviously historics and fantasy don't, cross over um audience wise very often there are some people that get into both but usually the historical guys prefer to just play the historical stuff and stay away from the fantasy and sci-fi end of things uh war cradle still have uh dystopian coming at some point that got delayed because of covid i don't think we actually have dates on that yet you know the dystopian wars
0: so the first thing that I, I saw when i just saw the overview picture of that it screamed pirates of the spanish main
1: yeah yeah i'll agree with you on that
0: um which i thought was for, for what it was back in the day that was a really good well designed like you buy a booster pack pop the stuff out put together you know the movement is short edge long edge of a card i thought that was a great concept for a game and the fact you got everything to play in one pack so
1: yeah yeah um, my favorite of the announced ships so far is easily the Empire of Dust. Uh not that I'm saying any of them look bad, it's just that's the one that I prefer the look of personally. The orcs do look kind of cool. It's very orky. Uh the 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 sails are very clearly stolen from several different ships and then sewn together. Um the, the ship looks like it's been built in about three seconds by about five hundred people. Uh it's very, very orcish. Um, the tomb Kings, sorry, not too. I need to stop calling them that the empire of dust guys, <laughs> their giant monolith one has a pyramid in the middle of it, which is just
0: all kinds of cool. Um, yeah, it's very Viking esque. in the fact that it's a, it's a long boat with, uh, oars. Yeah. Um, they, they, definitely,
1: thankfully they're trying to keep everything with their own unique feel. It's not just, oh, uh, well, this is it, but it's very clearly a Spanish ship, uh, like you do see in some fantasy-type stuff. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this... I mean, Black Sales has already been winning awards and picked up a lot of ground. It doesn't really surprise me that they've just, you know, kind of... I'm going to say licensed. I mean, uh, I can't think of the name. Warlord is who created Black Sales, um, And I have spoken openly about how they're working with Matic, so it's not like they're just stealing things and being on the quiet about right. it. Uh, it's fairly um, out in the open.
0: I, I will say I, I being that I do like dwarves as a faction for just about anything, I really do like the aesthetic of the, the ironclads for the dwarves.
1: Yeah, they do look really good. Uh, my friend
0: I was like, Oh, they look like ironclads. Oh, they're called ironclads. Well funny that they 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 did what they in, they intended. They called them ironclads and made them look like that. Um yep. yeah. So uh, I don't know if I'll pick that up. Uh, it's cool. Uh, I know I've
1: got a couple of friends that are watching it very closely. Um, I have no intention of picking this up myself at this stage.
0: Well, you said you have some in box already, so.
1: No, that was Kings of War. Oh, Which is the same universe. Um,
0: oh, oh, okay. Also,
1: these aren't out, so I can't have them in box yet.
0: Oh, why not?
1: Because they're not out yet.
0: Oh, why not?
1: Because that's not how time works.
0: Oh, but you're in the future.
1: Yeah, but I'm only a day ahead of you. Not a month and oh, a half.
0: okay. <laughs> uh, next, uh, you've got, uh, what is this, Mythic Americas?
1: Yeah, so Warlord in their endless quest to have five billion games being released every three seconds. No, that's not entirely fair. Warlord do have a lot of games, though. <laughs> um, they're releasing Mythic America. Um, basically, this is very much, as it sounds, it's... It's your aztecs your native americans uh like it's all of your traditional native people of the land but it's being mixed with your popular cryptids and stuff of the time so for example the aztecs come with a couple of like giant snake looking things uh where is the one there's one of them that come with big feet or big foot rather which I can't seem to find at the moment. There's like giant war eagles. Um,
0: That'd probably be the tribal America.
1: They're calling Bigfoot Sasquatch because of course they are. Um, But uh, the giant winged snake is very much an iconic Aztec image. Uh, I am not going to try and say that word. I'm very tempted to try. Which word? Q U E T Z A L C A Okay, C-O-A-T-L. Quexacodle. I don't know. It is a fairly... That's.
0: I'd say that's pretty close to
1: It is a fairly um, iconic uh, monster from their lore. Um, Wendigos are in there as well. But they've designed some really nice-looking stuff here. Uh, for me, at least, this came massively out of left field. Um, I mean, Warlord have a lot of really good stuff, but I don't know. This, this just kind of caught me by
0: surprise so what i'm kind of wondering is like how granular are they going to get into this like are are mayans going to be like a sub-faction or are they going to be their own army are we going to get into uh like Sioux and cheyenne you know american tribes you know like how how granular are they going to get into it you know are we going to have some inuits from up north with you know i'd, li- I'd definitely world. like to see it
1: expanded out that way uh, my yeah. guess would be is that they'd have to wait to see that it actually picks up first
0: right yeah is a we going to play this before we design more
1: <laughs> it tends to be an important part right yeah um my hope would be that they try to keep it with the native stuff and try to keep the spanish and stuff out of this only because that way it kind of helps keep its own unique flavor well, and
0: keeping balance in the game, because let's be honest, history t- taught us something and that firearms are vastly superior to clubs with rocks stuck in them.
1: Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, but in saying that, if you're keeping this as a mythic, mythical fantasy type world, um, there's nothing to say that you can't play around with. I mean, I haven't looked at the rule set for this, but there's yeah. nothing that says that you can't play around with what reasonably works. Um, It wouldn't be the first game to go, well, yeah, we know that they only have clubs and stuff, but they're magical clubs and stuff. It's true. I mean, yeah, Warhammer Fantasy
0: did that. I mean, there's a lot of steeped mythos and, you know, just, you know, uh, ceremonies they did.
1: Mm. Um, For me, I mean, yeah, Inuits and stuff would be really good. Um, Even maybe eventually venturing off to other parts of the world, like maybe not so much Europe because they've already done that a hundred times. But,
0: but like African tribal... Uh, African tribal,
1: uh, Australian Aboriginal. There's a lot of corners of the world with native peoples that would fit into a game like this that um, have not been done.
0: Yeah, the New Zealand ones, they do the haka's.
1: Yes, I, yep.
0: I can't remember what they're... they're Maori. They're, they're called. Yes, yeah.
1: Actually, Maori, Maori would be... A, actually, any of the Pacific Islanders would fit into this really well because there's actually yeah. Pacific Islanders that would fit under America if you want to be technical. Um, maybe not at this particular point in time, but...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I think that... I, I kind of hope this picks up so they can you know, expand into that because I'd really like to see that.
1: Yeah, I'd definitely like to see a Mayan faction. Um, I quite like mine. Aztec always tends to get all of the... All of the attention. The Mayans are really cool as well. Um, yeah. Out of these first two, its two, I'd be very tempted to go with the Aztecs, but I really like the look of the Sasquatches and stuff. I don't know. Not that I'm saying I'm buying it, but if I was to, that's... If you were yeah. to.
0: If Bruce had unlimited money.
1: If Bruce had unlimited money and didn't already have several games that he never gets the chance to play.
0: Right. Um I'd probably start with the uh, the, the American native uh, army, but I would really love to see a, a Samoan Islander. Yeah, I'd love to see that too. That'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I, it's a great concept. I, I hope it takes off. I hope a lot of people don't uh, uh, QQ over it, like, you know, it's cultural appropriation, man.
1: Well, I could see where you're coming from in that argument, but there's a difference between cultural appropriation and celebrating culture too. I mean- yeah, the, the pro- this feels yeah, a lot no, more tasteful I, I, than what appropriation would be.
0: Well, there's sometimes where you know it's it's tasteful and people still cry appropriation, but yeah,
1: yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, so Next. on the internet, there's a big argument over ninjas versus pirates. Which do you think is cooler, ninjas or pirates?
0: Uh, ninja pirates.
1: Good answer. But I I honestly believe ninjas are more are cooler, mainly because pirates, as we believe them, never existed the pirate accent is fake it was created by an actor um anyway firelock games are coming back to kickstarter with blood and plunder which is a game that they created four years ago on kickstarter up until now everything has been metal uh and not cheap i came very close to buying into this until i found out that their starter sets were 100 bucks And I was like, yep, I'm not not spending that sort of money on a game. I don't know if anybody's playing or not. However, they're returning to Kickstarter with a two-player starter set that will be 100% plastic, including a boat, which is also plastic. There is a sloop that's going to be coming with the starter set. Uh, Everything is 100% plastic and will help make things a little bit more affordable, which is nice. Uh, They're moving forward in their time to... Because they were originally in the 17th century they're moving ahead to like the start of the 18th am i right on that i could be slightly wrong on the time frame they're moving slightly ahead though to when uh, blackbeard and stuff was around uh who is a model that they are kind of showing off quite prominently in this artwork um so they're moving ahead into the time frame where most of the people you know of come from so yeah your blackbeard's um, the Hunters and all of that. The second round after it all got...
0: The East India Trading Company. Yeah.
1: So, Because initially... Because there was a couple of different ages of pirates. Um,
0: that Blackbird Mini looks
1: good. I like the Blackbeard, yeah. Um, I'm probably going to back this. I don't know how much it's going to cost, and that may change my mind, but I'm... I was tempted by this for a while. This is actually technically a historical game um because they write the rules specifically with real world in mind um and it's very much privateers versus plot pirates and because they were all basically the same people it was just whether you had a license to do what you were doing or not and then even then half the time the privateers weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing anyway but there's lots of renders uh this is launching on kickstarter on the 6th so by the time this goes live for our patreon's it will be about a day before it goes off for everyone else. It probably launched about three days ago ish. Um, I'm really liking the look of this.
0: I think it looks good. Um, again, like, so I, am not a big fan of, of some historical things, uh, just because I'm like, but, but history sad, you know, cause there's a reason why it's history. Yeah. Um, I will say this, uh, it does look good. Uh, the Blackbeard mini, um, wow, absolutely phenomenal. Um, Pirates
1: is kind of one of those things where there's that much myth that surrounds it, and even a lot of the historical sources are very questionable, where realistically you could probably play between the lines very easily without breaking much. I mean, yes, obviously, pirates went back and forth as to whether they were pirates or not, but you could create an undead pirate army if you really wanted to. I mean, it's just... I mean, you're not going to get the models for it there, but... If you wanted to go absolutely balls crazy with this, you really could.
0: Oh yeah. Um, if anything, I think the ships are probably the, the coolest part about it. Cause where else are you going to find a good ship kit that you know, yeah. is a ship
1: up until now? People have been using like actual scale model ones. Uh, they have had a couple of resin ones in their line that because they're resin and that size are expensive. Um, there's different sizes that you can buy. Um, I keep on saying sloop because it's the one that I know of, but there are different sizes of ships, and I don't, I can't remember what they're all called because I'm not really a boat person. Um, but this is a game that works sea and land quite deliberately. Um, I've actually, because like I, I said, I came very close to buying in on this. Uh, I've watched quite I a few... I didn't even think
0: about that with the, uh, the the land aspect, because, yeah, what do pirates do? They they pillage. Where do yeah. you pillage? Village!
1: <laughs> yeah, and if you're going to make a game... Oh, what's was right on the time frame, 18th century. It's right there in bold text. Uh, but if you're going to make a game around pirates, it needs to be something that works on both the sea and the land. Um, yeah, for sure. Because otherwise you may as well just be playing an army game or a boat game. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. and not a both game
1: it's going to be interesting to see how this goes um i would like to think the kickstarter on this is going to be very successful but time will tell
0: next uh this is this is actually some pleasing news um games workshop is releasing re- releasing codes in the codexes yeah and so if if i'm understanding this just over on a brief uh, read through you buy an actual physical codex. You input that code into the the Warhammer 40k app, and it unlocks the codex in the app. If I'm understanding this correctly,
1: that's yeah, that's basically what they've announced. Uh, the actual My Warhammer is actually live right now. Uh, you can actually si- I actually signed up and had a look through it. Um, but you're no longer going to be required to buy one and the other, which should never have been a thing that was happening to begin with in my opinion. They're not alone on that. That happens fairly common. But if you buy one, you should be getting the other one. Um, but, yeah, no, it's going... It looks good so far. Uh, on the free version, you can read the core rules, access your codexes and supplements with the, coders, with the codes. They, I have copied and pasted this, and they keep on referring to them as codes instead of codices, which I they obviously haven't picked up that error yet. That is not my typing error in the run sheet it's their typing error they're not yeah. codes they've never been called codes unless i'm massively mistaken um in the paid version you get a fast reference that they say that you get a way to reference the rules quicker so i'm guessing they have a more designed uh, bookmark type system so that you don't have to go page by page to find what you want um which is that, that's actually fairly valid.
0: Well, so so looking at the this the screenshots on the page, it looks exactly like the uh, Age of Sigmar uh, army reference, which. You know, th- I will say that is a, I've looked for other Age of Sigmar apps and none of them are better than, like... No, no, the Age Game of Sigmar program.
1: one's been, was designed very well right from the start. They've done really well on that.
0: Well, and I'll say like the, the the Age of Sigmar one, I don't use the Battle Scribe for my Age of Sigmar because the Age of Sigmar one is so good.
1: Yeah. um. So... You do have to u- have a paid version of this to use there. Um army list construction, which doesn't surprise me because the um Age of Sigmar one works the same way.
0: Well, the Age of Sigmar one's a $1 dollar a month.
1: Which... Yeah, it's very cheap. I
0: don't actually know this, how much this one is. This one's like five dollars a month or something. So it's okay. it's still cheap, but five dollars is a lot for I think. I mean to me that's just a money grab. Yeah. If you, if you charge less, more people would use it.
1: Yeah. The other thing it says is that while they're valid, all of the 8th Ed rule books will be accessible as well. So you're getting access to the rules. Um, you're getting access to an army list creator. And yes, obviously there's free ones out there, but we'll have to wait. It's not The army list creator is not actually live right now, so we can't give a comment on that. Uh, Shocking. No, well, it literally says coming soon. So, <laughs> um, but at the same time, look, if they manage to do something where it really says, "Okay, yep, we've justified it," I struggle to see how an army list creator is going to justify a five dollar a month charge, though. But it's it's too early to say. Uh, yeah. I like the fact that you get the core rules for free. That is actually a smart decision that they should have been making fifteen years ago. Because that's how you get people into games now. You right? give them a taste. But yeah, look, it's like it's, it's good that they're doing it. This is probably something they should have done a long time ago. It's not the first time they've tried it, but it's the first time they've actually made a real effort. They tried this with 8th edition and kind of never did it. They, there was going to be something and it never happened. Um, and given that 8th edition came out after Age of Sigmar, that was worrying. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, two so, 2.0's out though, which is
0: yeah. I was, I was about to say this is like the D fanatics like godsend. Mm-hmm. So this this is a you go and design your figure with how it looks, you buy it, and it gets three D printed and mailed to you.
1: Pretty much, you can also purchase the STL and print it on your own three D printer, which is in theory what I would have done. Um, The thing with Hero Forge 2.0, and for people that have not been with us for very long, we have discussed this before, um, because it was on Kickstarter about six months ago. No, it's probably longer than that now, but they're including an option where it comes pre-coloured, which is, for those that don't want to paint, certainly is a good option for some people. It's not a service that I would use personally. I have played with the software uh, quite a bit yesterday. Um, It actually comes out quite nice on the screen. It'd be interesting to see how they appear in real life.
0: Yeah, I'm playing with it right now, um, and I'm trying to... Apparently, I'm... Oh, there we go. I went right past it. Okay, those are some scrawny dwarves.
1: (laughs) I was going to try and show you my screen, but it's not going to work.
0: Ah. oh screen sharing yeah uh i'm just playing with this right now so um so on a side note um this harkens back to a comic i saw years and years and years ago like when i had my store and <clears throat> these guys kept calling in to reaper saying hey you guys should make a halfling with you know the left hand missing and this and this and this and they're like We've got the 200th call on this. Maybe we should finally make this mini because this guy wanted this specific mini for his D&D character in a game. Yep and this is back in the day when 3d printing was not a thing um i am i am playing around with this and this is this is looking pretty cool so you can even oh hey you can take a dwarf and give him like horse legs (laughs) this is pretty neat um on a scale of one to ten you know like if i had a D &D crew on a scale of one to ten i would rate this at like a 50 this is this is this is just this is flipping cool um
1: yeah, they've done really well on this.
0: Oh yeah, you you see my dwarfter, dwarf send dwarfter. That-
1: <laughs> if you spend a couple of minutes and go back to our Facebook chat and have a look at the link that I sent you, you'll be able to send the one that I created yesterday.
0: Okay, let's look. T- let's look what comes out of Bruce's demented mind.
1: I decided to create a hero for the pond wars frogs that we discussed a couple of episodes ago.
0: Oh, nice. Well, I can kind of see it. It's opening a browser page. There we go. And we're opening. So since you have your own 3D printer, how much does the STL file run off for your creation?
1: Um, as in how much does it cost to buy the STL? Yeah. Uh, STL will not? cost you $7.99 American dollars. Um, oh, my. But obviously, my printed one will not be colored. <gasps> but that's the same price that they already were. Um, to my knowledge, you cannot purchase these with the colour intact. Um, I believe they just come, unless that's changed since I purchased some recently. However, if you're wanting them printed regularly, the regular plastic stuff comes in at $19.99. There is a premium version, which are like glossy black, and they are the, the printing detail is much finer. That's $29.99. And the coloured version is
0: $44.99.
1: It, it does jump up in price. Um, but it, it's it's going to come down to how much you feel that that pre-colour is going to be worth it for you. Um, there is a warning on it. Be aware that some features may appear differently in print than on screen. Please review the photo gallery for photos of representative pics um, because there's going to be differences between colours in real life and end on particular screens so that's not as right some people may read that as oh i don't know if i can trust this no that's fairly normal um not all computer screens show things accurately and a 3d representation is not necessarily gonna show off exactly how something looks so you can certainly create Um, some fun stuff with this though whether you're, whether you're interested in buying this stuff or not, I'd probably still have a play with it. It's just HeroForge.com. If you haven't played with them, seriously, just just play with it and have a look at what you can create in it. It's actually quite fun.
0: If anything, I just just the whole you know, if if it costs you eight bucks to buy the file and then you can like print it yourself, the 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 amount of fun one could have with this is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. So um, I haven't seen the new Bill and Ted movie yet. Have you seen it? No, I've not it would be an excellent idea to watch that i need to watch it um however the reason i'm bringing this up is war cradle the people behind wild west exodus and dystopian wars etc are releasing an official board game for it so this is a board game that has optional minis um I'm loving the look of the sculpts on the minis. For some reason, Rufus is green. I don't understand why Rufus is green and nobody else is coloured. Uh, I'm sure there's a reason for that, but I don't know what the reason is. But yeah, so it's based on the movies. Um, it kind of pulls from the original movie and a few other things. So you've got minis of Genghis Khan and Belly the Kid, etc., as well as a few other heroes from time that are not in the movie. So <laughs> it's very cartoony in the um, miniatures. Um, there was actually a cartoon of this many years ago that nobody seems to remember. Um, I
0: don't remember that at all. No, it
1: was only out for one year, and it was not very successful. Oh. Like a lot of things. Um, right. So the, the, the standard board game, has miniatures for Bill, Ted, and I can't remember the name of the two girls. Um, I'm not 100% sure if those girls are supposed to be the daughters or if they're supposed to be the girlfriends. Um, I would assume that they're supposed to be the girlfriends, but I honestly don't know. But then if it's based on the movie, then no, they're probably supposed to be the daughters. Um, And everything else comes as standees in the base game. Hence why I said that it's optional miniatures. Uh, It's a set that you can, kind of similar to how they did with Labyrinth, there was optional minis that you could buy for the game, but you didn't need them if you didn't want them. But hey, it's a board game based on a movie. It'll either be amazing or it'll be very average. Um, Given that we're talking about War Cradle, I would expect that this is going to be very good um they have a pretty good reputation for pretty much everything they've done so far uh
0: the minis do look pretty good yeah so, i mean they're, they're uh, simple
1: just... but that's not necessarily a bad thing
0: well I mean, you know they're mass-produced you know board game managers and they they look good
1: oh i just found the answer to my question it's elizabeth and joanna so it's the girlfriends okay uh it's a cooperative game but everybody has their own personal um goals Uh, You basically pick the character you want and you can move around the board uh, collecting people from history who have become lost at the wrong points. Um, So you're having to return everybody to where they belong. Uh, There's card systems with like bogus things that can happen and good things that can happen. Um, each turn you can choose the dice that come with your people that you've collected to add to your dice pool to get whatever it is that you're trying to get at the time Uh, there's different colored dice to represent different things so it it sounds pretty pretty straightforward i guess time will tell
0: yeah um it's just proof that you can make a board game out of anything if you want to I, i like the concept of this um, I, I don't, Bill and Ted is one of those things where it does have the cult following. Um, I'm not part of that cult. So
1: it's okay. You're uh, allowed to be wrong.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. Um, but I, I, I think it's, I think it's a really cool idea. You
1: were probably a little um, bit too old for it when it came out. Maybe either that, or it's just not your comedy. You don't really like dumb comedy, I suppose.
0: Like what comedy? Dumb comedy. Um, no, I need to have a little bit of, uh, of wit to it. Uh, I, I'm actually kind of a fan of uh the dry British comedy because it's it's that it's the right kind of comedy. I it, British I
1: comedy know. is better than American comedy in almost every way. Sorry, but it's true.
0: No, I I Ricky Gervais. Well, Brett Kreischer is is pretty good, but yeah, Ricky Gervais can smoke any, there's a couple exceptions. Um, but yeah, Ricky Ricky Gervais is great. You know, I will still take a Robin Williams over over anything though.
1: Robin Williams was at one point the funniest man alive. Unfortunately, he's no longer living. And he's still one of the funniest men ever. Yeah. Period. So um uh, at me, all you like Seth. Robin Williams at during his life was the funniest man on the planet. Nobody rivaled him. Not especially not for the long term
0: that he had. However, no. shall we move on? Yes, because I want this. Um, so, this is I, I'm going to make a bumper for this tomorrow uh, while I'm doing stuff because I, I like this and we're going to keep doing this. Uh, aiming at the indie. Yeah. So,
1: this is actually a website I came across probably about a month and a half ago now. I don't remember how I found it. It was obviously it, it must have been mentioned on somebody's YouTube channel or something, but I don't remember where it came from. Cobalt Keep um, make alternative bases for anything with round bases, pretty much. Uh, They originally were only the Warhammer style. They now have a few um, of your round-lipped bases as well, but they're built specifically with magnets in mind. Now, for those that are sitting here going, yeah, but I can already put magnets in my bases. What's the difference? Um, This actually has a point in the base that's moulded into the plastic To help hold it in place so that they don't don't snap off uh, when you're moving them them off and stuff.
0: Even more specifically, you can order kits with the correct size thickness and diameter magnets for that.
1: Which means that you don't have to worry about whether your Mini is going to be standing on top of the magnet instead of on the base. Because it's all designed to be completely flush. Um, They also have painting handles that work with them as well. Um, I mean, look, is this something you need? No, of course it's not, but it's kind of cool, and it's certainly something that's very pretty. Um, they've got, like, project boxes and stuff as well. That They've got everything from 25 mils all the way up. Um, it's possible that you may find that there's one or two things that they don't have sizes for, but this is already twice the size of what it was when I first looked at it, so any base sizes that are missing are pretty they're definitely going to be coming at least in everything that's popular
0: anyway i was gonna say the one thing i'm not seeing quite yet is um aluminum or not aluminum um oval bases
1: yeah everything's round at this point and the largest one that they're making is a 50 mil round um which would be good for in oh no there is an oval base there's only a 60 mil one though um but, no, yeah, no, everything's still growing. Uh, I don't oh, know how long
0: there's going to be
1: around, but I suspect it's not oh, hey. of time.
0: Oh, and then you've got a 72 mil, uh, um, like, bike bases.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, the old-style bike bases, though. So, I don't know if anybody still uses those.
0: I don't know. Because um, 40K
1: don't use them anymore, as of the new edition.
0: Calvary and Fa- and Sigmar, do they still go on those? Nope,
1: everything's oval. Oh, yeah. It's possible that other games are using them that I don't know of.
0: That's true. Um, Well, yeah, because they're doing rounded lip games. So yeah, there's obviously something else out there. Me personally, I like the look of uh, rounded lipped bases better. I think they look... I'm with you more... like so the way i do stuff with where i do the cork as you know that's what the mini's on is the cork and then the base is that's the base and i think a rounded base is a much better look under cork than the synergy GW stuff um i may go through because i haven't done any painting for them yet i may go through and get an entire army's worth for my uh, fire slayers of rounded lip magnet bases because they're going to go on cork and i just for that look and appearance certainly an option it's a damn good option.
1: Um, I'm watching this stuff closely. Um, okay. For me, the only downside of this is I wouldn't want an army that's kind of half on this and half not on that. Uh, like, again, like yeah. th- these bases are not something you need. It's it's something that you want. It's it's something that's a yeah. bit premium. Like, there's nothing wrong with doing magnets the way that we've been doing them already. But one of the downsides oh, no. is that super glue can be fragile, and if it gets hit and comes off at the wrong point where you've actually got something on the base that's designed to hold it in place here. So it, it's it's something that can help.
0: Well, j- Just cool, an cool. example here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to look this up. Uh, we're going to go to Games Workshop real quick and just look up bases. bases. Uh, Games Workshop charge too
1: much for their bases. Oh, Games Workshop. Well, yes. I will have to change the pricing
0: to American Dollar Redoos. 30 millimeter bases. Oh, does Games Workshop not do... A thirty? They only do a thirty-two, don't they? Good question. Here, let's just do bases. There we go. Um, no, they do thirty-two, not thirty. Okay, so let's go here. So five for four ninety-five for forty mil bases. So cobalt keep here. Let's see if we can see if we can find them the the nice rounded lip because I do like. So so here's so five bucks for five on Games Workshop, right? Yep. So so we'll do so that's ten for ten. Cobalt keep ten rounded lip bases for eight ni- for seven ninety nine with ten magnets. Oh wow, they're actually okay. I was not <laughs> expecting
1: this to be cheaper on like hundred percent. Honestly, I was not expecting Cobalt to be cheaper
0: because so let, let's let's do because okay, they're doing so something is...
1: that Games Workshop are not, and you would think that you could have justified a premium there, but they're actually pricing themselves underneath Games Workshop. Now, granted, uh, obviously most yeah. people have the bases already and don't need to buy new ones, but. If you yeah, have to them directly right from Games still. Workshop because the ones you have are missing or whatever, most people know how expensive. Like Games Workshop overcharge for their bases stupidly. Um, I don't really. Okay, understand. so
0: here, here we go. Here's a great comparison right here. Pack of Citadel thirty-two, yeah, thirty-two millimeter round bases, hundred pack, forty bucks. Cobalt Keep hundred pack of thirty-two mil bases with magnets included, forty bucks yeah yeah that's so about this. right there you get a hundred magnets for free oh, that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty easy uh, uh choice right there yeah now granted granted you know you're buying the mini you know it comes with bases. But if you're if you're starting from scratch on an army like I am, and you've you've spent the two hundred dollars on the nice toolbox to hold everything, and you're going to magnetize the bases so that nothing slides around, forty dollars is a small price at the start of building an army to buy all the bases with properly fitting magnets that are then going to hold super tight to wherever whatever you're transporting in because you're going to have direct contact. The magnets I use, I've got like a, a hair gap because. Yeah. You can't get an exact thick thickness magnet for the for the gap on those bases. So,
1: yeah. Now I, I like this idea, which is why I decided to do it. Uh, these th- this company is based in Cobalt. Uh, sorry, they're based in the US. Uh, I assume UT is Utah. That is Utah. Yep. So sorry. American Fork in Utah is where they're based. Um, so if you're in the US, even better. Otherwise,
0: yeah. shall we move on? Um yes. Uh oh hey, it's this.
1: Dream, blue, prime, paint. What have you been up to, George? Because apparently you've actually been doing things.
0: Um, yes, so at the start of the episode I told Bruce about an app. And Bruce downloaded that app on his phone. It is called Paint Rack. Now, Paint Rack is really cool. So as we know, Bruce, how do you get uh, detail to pop out on a model? You have contrasting colors. Well, yeah, but you, you contrast your colors. You know, you you find colors that go well together, right? Yeah, and and you do this for a while, and you know, it, you know, your brain can kind of do it. This app can do it for you. And this app, I I did not even know there was this many manufacturers. So, do you have the uh, app open, Bruce? Yep, I have it open. Okay, so top right corner you have three dots, and then you can hit that, and then you get scan, sort, list view, manufacturers. If you hit manufacturers, it brings up a list of every single hobby paint manufacturer that they have. Like, like, oh, de- okay, yeah. Have- so
1: they're covering Citadel, P3 Reaper, Vallejo, Army Painter, Tamiya, Scale seventy five, Cope de Arms, Citadel Classic, Badger Minotaur, Watercolors, Humbrol. Andrea colour, I've never even heard of those. Ammo by MiG, Battlefront Colors of War, AK Interactive, Abdulong five oh two, I have heard of those. (laughs) Revel, but there's a whole like they have this is huge.
0: This is one of the literally the most comprehensive lists of of, of paint manufacturers. We've even got turbo dork and green stuff world in here. Right? Uh, Turbo dork's still fairly new from what I understand. They've been around for a little while, but they're certainly not huge. Yeah. So but anyway, so you can go through and whatever paint you like to use, it's it's probably in here. Now, if we go back um, out to where there all the little circles with the holes in them representing the the colors of paint, right? Yep. Top left, you got three lines. See where it says rapid scan? Yep. Go ahead, hit rapid scan. I need to pay for
1: that feature. So you'll have to feature um, this.
0: Well, dang it. So if you hit the start button, so I'll, I'll show you my phone here, Bruce. So it's using my back camera, right? Yeah. So if I go like this, I don't know if it's going to pick it up. All right, we'll just do it this way. It says already scanned, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so and then it says end scanning at the bottom. Hit end scanning and scan paints.
1: So you can actually scan your actual collection rather than having to search for the names of everything. That's actually really
0: good. right. So now here, so let's see if I can see if I can move my camera here to where I can kind of see this and show you at the same time. Okay, there we go. All right. So Bruce, I'm gonna tap this shows all the information. Right. Yep. Yep. Looks good. See, okay. See the little dropper there in the corner. Yes. I'm gonna hit the dropper. Pulls this up. These then it gives you colors that match. Oh no. Nice.
1: And the next one, up. I'm guessing, is your contrasting colors. By the
0: way. Yes. Yep. And so then you can go through your manufacturers, and then your uh, the ones that are right next to it on the the, the color palette. Yep. For, for like edge highlighting, and then the ones that are diagonally opposite of it for you know. So it takes the thinking out of it for you.
1: <clears throat> this is actually very well thought out. Uh, to unlock the full version in Australia is seven forty nine. Which is not bad for what it's doing. That's actually a lot of features. Five bucks,
0: five bucks for me.
1: So I'm actually getting it a fair price too.
0: Yeah. So you you, you want to talk about you know like five bucks? Forget forget a month of games workshop forty k stuff. Spend five Sorry, bucks. on I this. stand
1: corrected. I'm paying fifty one cents more than I should be.
0: Fifty one cents. That's that's outrageous. How I know. You know.
1: Like it, it's almost J-Dub lines of cruelty. No, that, that, that's this is actually good value.
0: So, but the thing is, is like, so, so the one that I just, I walk through the little scan with and like, that's a contrast paint, right? Yep. And then if I, if I go into the matching colors and I select scale 75, which I do have a fair amount of the scale 75, it gives me a matching color of scale 75 paint. And it tells me what it is with, you know, like it'll even show you the style. Like, is it a dropper? Is it a, yeah. So if we go here to the scale 75, apparently it comes in a aluminum tube. Oh. So when I say it has like literally every paint, it literally has every paint. This is really good. Yeah. So a free download to kind of like, you know, uh, and then the equivalent of around five US dollars. And you can sit there and you can start doing some pretty cool stuff. So put my headphones down for a second. I start playing with it, and here is one of my cultists from Cthulhu Death May Die, using the, the yellow contrast that we, we just did the little scanning sample with, right? Yep, so yep. doing the contrasting color in blue in Scale 75, that's the color it told me, which I actually happen to have that color on hand. And look at how that pops. Yeah, that pops really nicely.
1: Right? I like the fact that it tells you the... Um the matching colors in a solid paint so if you wanted to fix your tide lines you could very easily yeah contrast especially is always going to be a problem mm-hmm. but with contrast being the godsend to painting yellow uh getting down the base and now you've got I mean, several match. yeah that it looks solid that's yeah. that's brilliant
0: <laughs> yeah so so, um, after playing with this app for about two minutes, I decided that, yeah, okay, I'm going to give them five bucks. Um,
1: well, for the amount of work that's gone into this, it's like, this is doing a lot more than the 40 K app is. Um, oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's obviously not enough. That's going to be for everyone because not everybody there's wants to there's... be told, but right. For someone that's new to the hobby, especially this would be massively helpful.
0: Well, even not so new to the hobby. I mean, I've been doing, you know, this hobby off and on over, you know, we'll call it a decade. And I'm thinking, like, this is so easy. This is going to help me do, like, make detail pop, have stuff that looks good. And I don't have to think as hard as I normally do. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. If I don't have to think, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Regular viewers of the show are being, wait, what, you think? (laughs) So... Um, yeah, I, like I said, this is one of the coolest things I found painting wise. Now, I think if you pair that, you know, let's talk about the biggest game there is out there. Warhammer 40k, right? Yep. And then in turn, you got Age of Sigmar. Citadel has a painting app, and it tells you like how to do, you know, like what colors to use and everything like that. Cool, great. Pair that with this app, and you could really start doing some stuff. Like the way they show you how to do layering of colors. Okay, what if you don't want to use Citadel paints because you don't want to take the time to put everything into a dropper? That's why I'm switching to Scale 75 is because I've got a great range of of blue paints from one box, and uh, the Scale 75 paints are really good. Um, And they're an eyedropper. And so I can sit there and go plop out a drop onto a wet palette, drop a single drop of water onto it from, you know, an eyedropper, mix it. And then I have a good smooth paint to do two thin coats with in in honor of Duncan Rhodes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, this is, yeah, this is a really good find. Do you remember how you found this? Uh, on Facebook, someone posted, I want to think it was in one of the, uh, paint hub. I think it was paint hub where someone posted it, which is the, uh, the painting group, uh, uh, that Fox hammer started. So, and you also received something new in the mail from a Kickstarter you backed. Yes. Um, uh, let me pull this up. Um, which Kickstarter? Yeah, I actually found like a, a a steam cooking pot set that I've backed now on Kickstarter. I've I'm got, not sure I've got our listeners problem. will be overly
1: interested in the steam cooking pot set. Hmm? I'm not sure our listeners would be overly interested no, in the no, co- cooking pot not. set.
0: Yes. Okay. So, uh, the Kickstarter was by uh, Playmats and bags for board games. Um, this was uh done by boardgametables.com um they're probably a good day drive away from me so i could actually go go visit them um the project was successfully funded on september 10th october the 2nd yesterday for me october the 2nd uh my bag showed up in the mail
1: which is just insane now we discussed this on the podcast and i'm pretty sure i made a comment that i questioned if they'd get them out that quickly um, yeah. this is insanely fast. I mean, obviously, yes, it helps when you're close, but even then, like, uh, My, my shipping
0: was $4. The bag was $29, so $33 for this bag to my doorstep. Yeah. Now, obviously, um, what that
1: does is- prove is that this is a Kickstarter that was already in production before it actually hit the website, which, which is not unusual. But still, mm-hmm. for those wondering, well, how can you possibly know that, it takes longer than that to do a production run. That's how I know that um
0: and we're not talking like you know minis or stuff like that we're talking like a backpack so you're talking yeah. about fabric panels and padding getting sewn together even know. allowing
1: for robotics and stuff with the numbers that they had it's going to take a lot longer than less than a month Let's to see, create that
0: pledge get that, it
1: from the factory you yeah. see getting it from the factory alone is going to take longer than that well it depends on where
0: the factory is true if that the is- factories if the factory's down the road in kansas from them Fair point, um, fair point. Uh six hundred and five backers at the this pledge level. Um I did a youtube uh unboxing of it it showed up in a bag but so i did an unboxing and but it's an unbagging but uh put that up on youtube uh today as we're recording this so um i'm i'm very happy with the price of it because 29 for a bag specifically designed to carry board games you know you know 12 by 12 ish board game boxes right you go buy a backpack from any of your big box stores that is any sort of halfway decent you're spending 15 to 20 bucks yeah easily Easily, you throw on another ten bucks, and you have one that can carry five to seven board games. Which for a board game, not would not be unusual. Yeah. So, um I'm I, like I said, I, I'm I'm still. Uh, I actually sent them a message saying how uh, gobsmacked I was about you know the turnaround time from the end of the Kickstarter to showing up at my door. I mean, prime example: Super Fantasy Brawl. Have you gotten yours yet?
1: No, it, it was. The, the website, well, sorry, my tracking initially said Friday. On Thursday, that changed to Friday to Wednesday. My tracking basically says that it's been going in a circle for three days. Oh, so that's that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, t- I'm very tempted to their... waste my time and call Australia Post to go, hey, what's going on? I could walk there faster than this.
0: Can I just meet the carrier somewhere?
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, yeah. It's been going but, but so, see my stuff gets delivered to a parcel locker um, that's five minutes drive from, from me and it's yeah. been in that suburb since Thursday morning
0: so but my, my point in saying though is is we we backed this Kickstarter in 2019 and people oh, in yeah. Sydney are just now getting it you still haven't received yours it's in your neck of the woods they haven't even started labeling here in the US for shipping and yet this thing ended in September and I've got it in my hands already. <laughs> <laughs> that's just shockingly impressive yeah, um, yeah. and it's a good looking bag too I mean uh, look at the orange trim on that I mean that just and then it's all stitched with yeah they stitch their, uh, their name and website on the side of it Bruce
1: well yeah of course you would because you want people I mean,
0: if, if I'm making it, a bag stitched. like that
1: then I want your friends to
0: turn around and go, oh, where did you get that bag from? Right. I mean, look at that. I mean, it looks good. Like, are you saying that's actually I mean, stitched? Yeah. Here, let's see if we can get it close enough to where you can. Bruce, there you go. You oh, can. nice. Yeah, that's not screen printed. That's stitched. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, got, I've got yeah so um but more most importantly though i found that painting app. um yeah. just period i'm 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 so stoked by it uh i i can't wait to sit down and start doing more painting now i, I i'm gonna try to do do this app in conjunction with you know m- some of my painting videos as i try to make myself paint more because mm-hmm. i need to paint more because i've backed to uh, nemesis lockdown right. i have nemesis lockdown coming you and I have it. time to get yeah. It's a co-op game. I like co-op games. I would rather sit down and play a game with my friends cooperatively than Hey, you don't need to justify it to me. I told you
1: I was interested. I haven't backed yeah. it, but but it, yeah, it um, looks really good.
0: Late backing is now open on Game Found, so um but yeah, uh I, I'm gonna get some of the add-ons. Um everything should time out okay as far as for me to get those uh and then do the uh uh Massive Darkness two stuff. So yeah. Um I've I've found cool hobby stuff. Uh, I think the next thing I'm waiting for now, beyond uh, Super Fantasy Brawl, is my Dice Tower, which shouldn't be that far away. I don't think. Um, they're doing a. They they've posted some updates. Um, every Dice Tower is being hand assembled. So wait, so you don't have price, to put it together. No, they're putting it together.
1: Oh, I I missed that. I completely didn't say that.
0: Yeah. So yeah, they've got photos up of the uh, you know laser cutting and and cutting of the uh, materials, and then they have a twenty second video or sorry uh, a twenty two second video of someone assembling the tower, start to finish. That takes ninety minutes. So the what is it the sixty dollars for the price of the dice tower includes ninety minutes of someone's time to put it together for you. Interesting.
1: That actually adds yeah. a lot more
0: value than. That, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm i was pretty okay with that price with how that tower looked and then watching someone sit there and put it together for in 22 seconds you know for a total of 90 minutes like really it's only this much the only i know I, I would have it. is that if it's being shipped built especially for
1: international postage it's going to have to be very careful about how they package that it's much easier to ship something flat. That mm-hmm. is not. That also explains why the postage to Australia was going to be so much too. Yeah, I would because make the they're assumption have- at the time that it was being flat packed. But that's
0: yeah. Basic. So so that that brings up two questions. One, because they have sold more if they flat packed them to everyone and say, "Here's your dice tower, build it." Could that have been an option? Like have it pre-assembled or here's a flat pack? Because you know what? If they said save twenty dollars, put it together yourself. I can put it together myself. I put together yeah. my last dice tower. Um, it's
1: certainly, it's probably something that I would say they should consider for the future. I mean, obviously for their first round, they wanted to make sure everything was done up to their standards. Mm -hmm. um and yeah that means additional costs i mean it's it's not a bad thing um and i'm not even vaguely suggesting that it's a bad thing
0: i'm trying to look to see how right so my total pledge was shipping was 64 dollars, and this thing's going to show up assembled for me to use so nice you figure 90 minutes of someone's time and nine dollars in shipping and it's i'm really okay with that price so yeah um my goal is, is after we're done recording tonight, I'm, I'm going to try to sit down and do a little more painting and stuff. So, but yeah. yeah, um, that's it about it for my hobby. No, I haven't done much, but I've, I've gotten some cool stuff and I like it. I found a really cool app. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm literally excited to give it a shot.
1: Yeah. So I haven't had the chance to do a lot hobby-wise, but I do have a few things to discuss. A few months ago, we discussed, it was around Christmas time when we found out that Duncan Rhodes had left Games Workshop. And it was about January, February by the time we found out what he was actually planning to do, which obviously has launched in his YouTube channel. But he also has DuncanRhodes.com where he has a membership thing where you get extra videos and stuff. Um, I became a member of that about three or four weeks ago. Um, specifically because, although I intended to check it out anyway, but he did a video on painting, um, hang on, I want to check which hero it was, somebody from Wild West Exodus. Um, and I was like, Ooh, I want to know how he paints that. Cause I own the model. Um, he painted, sorry. It was one of the characters from Hour of the Wolf. Sorry about that. It was Ghost Wolf. I should have remembered that. Um, Ghost Wolf, Okay um ghost wolf is a character that like he's from the warrior nation and he has the ability to essentially turn into what most people would say is a werewolf um and he's most of their things are supposed to have like glowing weapons and stuff hence why i was interested to see how he was going to do it um the actual cost per month is around three or four dollars i don't remember the exact figure right now um it's a growing library of videos that are not on his youtube channel for obvious reasons otherwise there's no value in it um but it's it's certainly he's already got quite a lot of stuff there uh it, it appears that he's doing one youtube video and one private video a week um and he's doing multiple different sources um obviously as someone that was into wild west exodus i got excited because oh my god it's getting attention um but no I'm I'm actually quite impressed with it and it's only going to get better value as it grows like most of these things. Uh I've been a member of the Beast of War website for well since I first got into the hobby because I came into the hobby much later in life. Um and with most of these things same with um what's the American one that does all the they do a lot of 40k and stuff and they get rules wrong all the spiky time. bits. Uh oh actually spiky bits probably have one I don't know if they have a membership or not. Um the one where it's we play so you we we play and call it work. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, whichever one it is, it starts with M. Um, but most of these places have one, and I mean, generally speaking, the the longer you stay, the better value it's going to get because the video library just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. Um, so yeah, I, I had a I had quite a good look at that. Uh, I haven't watched everything on it because there's a few games on there that I'm just not into um uh, but definitely worth checking out if you've got a few dollars and you want to support duncan um yeah, that's about $5 a month US. what was that
0: it's five dollars a month u.s
1: okay yeah so it's it, it's, it's roughly about the same recent. as the beasts of war one at this particular point in time i would say that beasts of war is much better value for money uh but that's only because it's existed for longer um
0: Let's be honest, it's Duncan. If he keeps doing this, it's going to become worth, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to become worth it. Uh, the
1: other, the only downside of the Duncan one is that it is only specifically painting, whereas Beasts of War cover multiple hobby subjects, such as terrain building and stuff as well. Um, but that's, that's oh, not speaking a, that's of not terrain a
0: building, Speaking of terrain building, you, uh, did we talk about this last time about the, uh, the book going to the printers for the terrain tutor?
1: Yes. Oh, no. It was after okay. we recorded it.
0: Yeah, We will discuss
1: uh, this in a second. Yes. I, um, I also have some Drop Fleet Commander on the way. I have the Scourge monitors, and I can't remember what they're called, but the Scourge things where they, like, drill into your ship and then send bloodworms through them. Razors, oh,
0: sorry. that thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I, I have I both worry. of
1: those on the way, as well as some terrain for Bushido. Um, me and a friend joined together to do an order from TT Combat directly. Nice. And I have next week off. So my hope for next week is to finish my Skaven pledge that keeps on getting delayed. Um I if there's enough interest I might I might even do a bit of a live stream at some point. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Did
0: you see what JP said? No. First Kickstarter exclusive Val cruisers this last week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um yeah, I wish so I, I, I'm going to be taking a bunch of time off. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be doing any hobby because I'm doing my kitchen. My cabinets are on the way. So I'm jealous of your week off that you get to hobby. I have waited for over 12 months to get this time off, and I've only got one
1: week. I'm going to enjoy it. Right? Oh, yeah. I'm beyond exhausted at this point. Um. This is the week that I was originally supposed to be spending at PAX Australia, which I can't do anymore, but that's okay. Oh. You can hobby. I can and do other stuff.
0: Yes. I want to um, So yes, uh, this is more appropriate for news, but it's also appropriate for hobby time. Uh, the Terrain Tutor book is off at the printers finally. Yes. Um, Mel Mel has managed to survive to get everything documented and into a book. Yep. So for those that are
1: uh, wondering why we're talking about th- this book has been delayed for about 12 months or so. No, it's not yep. quite that long. Um, Almost. Mel's, Mel is the creator shooter and was slash is huge on YouTube. He's kind of been taking a break from that side of it for a little bit. Um, but there was things happening in his personal life that interfered, and then he got very unwell, which interfered as well. So
0: and then he got unwell again. Yeah, and then got well, and then got unwell again. And it's,
1: it's, been, a hard, it's been a hard, it's been a hard twelve this.
0: months for Mel. Yeah, it's literally like this book is like the last thing he was trying to get done. Literally.
1: Yeah, because after this, he's intending on taking a break from the public life for a while. Don't blame I don't mean, him. I don't know why. It's hard, <laughs> especially for someone that's as big as he was. He is. So, but yeah, um, I'm. We're both looking forward to getting our hands on that book. I know you kind of got frustrated with the delays there for a while. Um,
0: I'm, I'm a little frustrated. Um, I mean, I, I can understand why it's the, the uh, but you know, I, I was under the impression, you know, that, you know, as long as he's been doing this, there's a the documentation been done at some point, And this was just like, can we fund a book? Not, Oh, well, the book's been funded. Now we're going to create it yeah that's what
1: to, to be fair it was advertised to say that it wasn't written so that, that wasn't yeah. well fault.
0: i didn't realize he, i i didn't realize that they had they were doing it all like from scratch like not pulling from yeah. anything he had already done so, hey, hence so. the
1: reason why i was clarifying because yeah it's i don't want to give the impression that they were saying one thing and doing another and people could miss our words but yeah That's hobby time. Uh, I don't think we really... We've kind of covered what I think should have been game talk as part of our hobby. So...
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. While there wasn't a lot of hobby done, there was a lot of information for hobby.
1: Yeah. Um, Upcoming events-wise, the same couple that we mentioned last time, there is a Marvel Crisis Protocol tournament called The Awakening happening on the 17th of October from 1 p.m. till 8 p.m. This is happening in Oberon, Hassault in Belgium. Uh, Belgium rather. Uh, there's 12 spots available. There will be COVID-19 measures in place. If you would like to be part of that, then you can email. I'm just going to spell this email address out like I did last time. D for dog, A for apple, H, E for egg, R, C, K, A at hotmail.com. Again, there's only 12 spots because they're being quite strict with the COVID-19
0: measures. I thought this was already filled. I thought this was filled when we announced it last time. Uh, it might Where's be. I'm still
1: mentioning it because it's coming up. And you never know because people tend to drop off, off these things. So if people want to keep an eye on it, they might be able to get onto a list if people drop out.
0: And, and, and we'll will we'll, yeah. So um th- now my Marvel, uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol—that's the the forty mil Marvel game that you yes. got correct. yeah Okay. That's that's when I'm still on the like. Do I want to get that? I want to get that. <laughs> Just because it's it, Marvel. Do it, do
1: it. Do it. Do it.
0: Well, have you seen my uh, my pledge list that I'm trying to get filled up here? Yeah. So that I don't have to pay retail and I don't miss out on some exclusive stuff I want. Massive Darkness Two has a section, a thing where it's like you're fighting rainbow unicorn monsters. And that's a uh, f- Fantasy Flight games.
1: Um, it's it's Atomic Mass games, but they're owned by. Okay, wait, is it Fantasy Flight? Maybe it is. I, I don't remember. Um, as Modi, yes, thank you. Who also owns Fantasy Flight? Yeah, okay. Um. Alliance Armory have an upcoming forty k tournament. I believe this one's full as well.
0: Yeah, this is the one that's already. Yeah, full this at.
1: is the one you were thinking of. Um, yeah, they are all. They also have strict uh, strict COVID things in place. They're only selling 20, 64 tickets. Normally they run over one hundred and fifty, so that gives you an idea of um, the kind of spaces that they're trying to be safe with. Um, still yeah. th- worth keeping. This is a still. This is the la- first tournament of this size that i know of since ninth edition um it may not necessarily but it's the first one i've heard of um because with everything having been cancelled most of the places where these big tournaments get hosted didn't have anywhere to go so might be the first place that we get to see some decent uh ninth edition happening possibly otherwise as far as events is concerned
0: i think that's it i think you might be right so well, thank you very much, George. Thank you, Bruce. Um, JP, thanks for joining us, Lee. Thank
1: you for those that continue to support us in any way that you can, whether that be the wonderful people like JB that support us on Patreon or for the people that comment and share on our uh, posts. Um, if you've got a topic that you'd like us to discuss, reach out. Uh, our email address is gettingtabled at gmail.com. Uh, for as little as $2 a month, you can help support us and help us help the podcast become uh, an independent thing that George and I don't have to fund ourselves. Uh, we're not trying to make millions. We're just trying to get things funded so that it kind of pays for itself. Um, Patreon.com slash tabled. There is exclusive content that goes there. George mentioned that a little while ago. Uh, and you get early access to everything that we do. Uh, well, almost everything that we do. Facebook.com slash gettingtabled is where most of our news goes out and where you'll get probably the fastest access to our episodes. Well, without Patreon. Uh, You can also find us on Twitter at gettingtabled, Instagram at gettingtabled, and the website is gettingtabled.weebly.com. And then I push this button.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Tabled. Music used in this podcast was created by. Eric Matthias at soundimage.org. Play more games!